Welcome to the immediate reaction show for UFC Vegas 85. As you guys know, the fights are actually just about to kick off and I'll be posting immediate recaps to every single fight as they finish. So you'll see a bunch of clips put together here giving my immediate re reaction for all 13 fights I believe that we got coming up for this card. Obviously middleweights, Roman Delidze and Nasruddin Imovov in the main event. But stay tuned and watch all my media reactions as well as all the props that actually ended up hitting the juiciest props that ended up hitting for each of these fights as well strap in and let's quickly recap ufc vegas 85 let's get right to it jamal pogue shows off his veteran experience as he pulls off the decision victory over thomas peterson he got a 30 27 and two 29 28s i thought 29 28 is probably correct i thought peterson did enough to win the third round he was a little bit more assertive with his forward pressure and the damage that he was seeking out but i thought pogues did enough damage in the first two rounds even with that uh, late con top control that peterson had in the first round of that matchup it goes to show once again that pogues the veteran you got to put a, uh, some weight on that, especially when you're looking to predict and analyze fights. Peterson looked great on the regional scene, but he was only going to face tougher competition as he started to get into the UFC. And that's what was on display this time around. Just for reference, Pogues was headlining an LFA card where Peterson was only having a second professional MMA fight, which goes to show again, experience does matter to a certain extent. But great takedown defense from Pogues in the second and third rounds to go out there and batter, batter I was going to say Batterson, batter Peterson uh, over those 15 minutes to win by decision. Let's quickly take a look at the odds that cast here. We had Pogues plus 140 as the underdog coming through by decision at plus 250 and then over over two and a half at minus 120 not a bad line there but good win for jamal pogues to get his hand raised once again by decision solid fight between two guys that are still very young in their mma careers but it's markel maderos who ends up coming out on top with his hand raised by decision 29 28 on all score cards over landon quinones now it was pretty apparent with what the commentators were saying too that whenever Quinones landed, it seemed like he landed with a little bit more intent. However, to me, it was Medeiros with the cage control, forward movement, and output advantage in that fight. I don't, I haven't seen the official numbers as of yet, but to me, it looked like he was the one that was busier. Um, that probably took precedent. He had some good calf kicks that seemed to hurt uh, Quinones a couple times, and it seemed to me that Quinones was starting to suck win about halfway through that second round. But he managed to hit another gear in that third round and landed some good shots in a couple of those skirmishes that they had but great work from Maderos. he needs to tighten up the striking defense a tad bit more we saw him get you know a little bit shook in that first round after getting hit with the clean shot early in that fight but he managed to rattle or shake it off uh get back on the horse and stick to his game plan i hope we can see him complete more takedowns moving forward considering how much of the time he was spending up against the cage and looking for takedowns but this kid looks special uh, only turned pro in 2021, so we need to keep our eyes out for that. But I fully expect to see uh, Madero's continue to improve. But this is a good way to start off his UFC career by picking up a decision victory over Landon Quinones. Let's take a look at the odds here. Madero's cashes as a minus 140 favorite by decision at plus 320. That line kind of surprising me as I thought that he was likely to win by decision here. And then the over two and a half coming in at minus 150. So solid work from uh Madero's there again putting together a good enough body of work to get his hand raised by unanimous decision over landing Quinones.
Luana Carolina picks up a TKO victory over Yulia Stolyarenko with seconds left in the fight. We saw Stolyarenko very much struggle to get this fight to the ground through the first three rounds, and Carolina was showing good takedown defense and even better submission defense, especially when she was getting caught in some of these armbar and triangle attempts from Stolyarenko. But Carolina was dishing out damage no matter where the fight was taking place, whether it was up against the cage with Stolyarenko trying to get that takedown or get some sort of trip going, or if Carolina was at distance where she was able to use her long-range weapons, her head kicks, and really stifle the approach of Stolyarenko. So shout out to Luana Carolina. Very solid victory for her there. Now let's take a quick look at the props that ended up hitting for this matchup as there were some juicy ones. Whenever there's a round three finish, you know there's going to be some juicy props. So first and foremost, Carolina comes through as the underdog at plus 125. We got Via Knockout at plus 750 in round three at plus 2300. Put those two together. TKO in round three plus 3100. This is also one of those weird cases where the over two and a half hits at minus 106, but also the fight doesn't go to decision at minus 140. Shout out to you if you're able to get that extra two and a half minutes and go with the fight doesn't go to decision. I personally went with the under two and a half, so I'm very much pissed off at myself over here for not taking the little bit of extra juice to get those two and a half minutes, but Solid showing from Carolina. Need to be reminded that she did miss weight by four or three pounds initially. Uh, and then uh, Stolyarenko forced her to cut at least one more pound if she was going to accept the fight. And she probably should have forced her to cut even more weight, especially considering that that may have had an issue or a uh, a factor in the fact that Stolyarenko was unable to get the takedown here. But regardless, great win for Carolina to get her hand raised here by TKO. That is now two straight for the Brazilian fighter. Oh, yeah, I also wanted to add uh, that cornerman from uh, uh, Luana Carolina. Good God, asking for a performance of the night bonus after knowing that you missed weight. Not a good look whatsoever, but sometimes these guys are just so far from reality in terms of what is actually going down. They're caught up in the moment of their fighter getting a, uh, you know, a last minute finish there, but still... You got to know that you're not getting any performance, especially with most of your uh, purse already being sent over to Stolyarenko due to your uh, your weight miss. Not a good look. Smooth performance there for Jung Young Lee, the Korean Tiger, who goes out there and gets the unanimous decision victory over Blake Builder, 30-27 all around. He showcased tremendous takedown defense, but also the ability to damage while in those defensive positions. But also when he's out in range, he's very dangerous with his long range shots and his sniping like weapons. I think this kid has a lot of potential still. And I think with an eighth straight victory now, that confidence is going to continue to rise. The one question I do have, though, is what his cardio will look like as he starts facing tougher and tougher competition. It seemed like he started to slow down even after that first round, but seemed like that one minute recovery time was all he needed so that he can get the energy required to stuff the inevitable takedowns that were coming from Blake Builder. But absolutely phenomenal takedown defense from Lee as he was able to keep that fight upright. Hurt Blake Builder on numerous uh, occasions with the body shot, uh, even when he was defending the takedowns and utilizing his elbows. Travis Brown style, beautiful performance there from Lee, and he cashes as the lock of the night prediction as well. I believe I got him in closer to minus 138, minus 140 earlier in the week. Speaking of props, let's look at the props that I ended up hitting here as Lee closed as a minus 180 favorite, gets the dub here, late action in the week on the Korean Tiger, pushing him to minus 180. By decision, 
plus 270, not too bad. And over 2.5 at plus 105. If you're able to cash on any of those, drop a comment below. If you tailed your boy on the lock of the night play, drop a comment below and let me know. Uh, show me the appreciation, I guess. <laughs> show me some love. Uh, is all I was trying to say. But regardless, very happy to call that uh, spot, especially as a minus 140 uh, favorite when I initially bet him. Very happy with that. But I can't wait to see what is next for the Korean Tiger. Once again, picking up the decision victory here over Blake Builder. It only took Temba Gorimbo 32 seconds to knock out Pete Rodriguez in a fight that was sure to deliver on fireworks, and that's exactly what ended up happening. A lot of people expected if it were to end so quickly, it would probably be Pete dead game Rodriguez landing that pivotal blow to get the finish, but it was Gorimbo that was able to take advantage of the recklessness and wildness of the striking game of Rodriguez. Even in his own wildness and recklessness, he was able to catch the victory and uh, just showcasing how how the MMA game can really be a game of inches. But these guys definitely came down to bang, and that's what ended up happening, and Greenbow was able to get his hand raised. The guy was thanking everybody all over the cage, from the referees to the commentators to, to everybody that was surrounding him. The guy is so grateful for everything that he's been given here, uh, from you know The Rock obviously putting him on uh, back after his last victory, uh, buying him a house, uh, and to him trying to give back to the world. Um, it, it's a great story, but I just don't know how far he's going to be able to take it in regards to being successful in the UFC I think he has so many holes that uh, better fighters are going to be able to take advantage of and you know he's talking about being a champion in 2024 I think that's too big of a jump for him going from fighting guys like uh, Takashi Sato and Pete Rodriguez to expecting to be fighting for a top 10 top 5 ranking not going to happen in my opinion but he still ends up getting his hand raised big win for him uh you know, again, Pete Rodriguez, not the toughest of opponents, but still somebody that you have to worry about possibly getting knocked out by early in fights. All right, let's quickly look at the props that ended up hitting for this matchup. Greenbow as the solid favorite at minus 200 cashing by knockout at plus 500 to happen in round one at plus 200 and to stuff those two things together round one KO plus 1000 kind of kicking myself for not taking a shot on that after taking a shot on Rodriguez to win in round one but not get a plus 550 uh, and then obviously the under one and a half cashes at minus 170 once again big win for Garimbo here to get some momentum going two straight wins now let's see if he can make it three when he steps into the cage once again later in 2024. Charles Johnson successfully halts his three-fight losing streak by picking up a unanimous decision victory 29-28 on all scorecards over the previously undefeated Azat Maxim. I thought it was a very close second round, which was probably the difference maker in this matchup. I ever so slightly leaned Maxim, but I could definitely see how you can score that in favor of Johnson. But Johnson definitely won round three and left it up to uh, pretty much the second round in terms of which one was uh, the one that should have been the determining factor in this matchup. Great takedown defense from Johnson. And even after getting stung a couple times in that first round, great resiliency and battle, uh, the ability to battle back from adversity in those second and third rounds for Johnson were big for him to pick up this victory, a much needed victory which likely could have spelt the end of the UFC run for him. But 
He is still in the UFC, and Maxim has to go back to the drawing board to figure out what he did wrong, how he can improve, and how that's going to look moving forward as he tries to bounce back from his first ever professional loss. Let's take a look here at the odds that cashed here. Obviously, Johnson, the plus 215 underdog, comes through here, cashing uh, even by decision at plus 340, and then over two and a half, the chalkiest of them all, minus 300. Neither guy usually very big on finishing opponents, especially at this level, hence why we saw uh, the line at minus 300 the way that it is. Big win for Johnson. Underdogs are barking for sure. We got one, two, uh, three dogs so far through the first six fights that have cashed. Let's see how this trend continues to the rest of the card. Meatball Molly McCann gets the first round submission via armbar over Deanna Belbitsa. Now going 2-0 over Belbitsa. Again, no idea why this rematch took place. But we saw some new wrinkles in McCann and not to mention a totally new personality. First, let's quickly talk about the fight where they're both throwing bombs to begin the fight. We saw McCann really just crash the pocket and throwing big shots, hoping to knock out Belbita. But Belbita was throwing in return, hit some big shots of her own. Uh, we saw McCann go for a takedown, get some top control. Belbita quickly back to her feet. Shout out to Belbita showing the improvements that she had. Uh, but McCann eventually just sticking to the game plan, getting the takedown once again, and then just deciding, going from the... Uh, ground and pound that she was trying to land to end the fight or that end that round uh, she ends up going for a submission beautiful submission uh, just a, a huge evolution for McCann and you know shout out to her and she's kind of winning me over this was a fighter that I wasn't really a, a fan of I thought she was just a little bit too brash I thought she was a little bit too full of herself in a sense um, you know getting a lot of the rub from Patty uh, and the unwarranted rub right I really didn't think she was that good of a fighter to begin with but Great maturity, right? In her post-fight interview, really calm, very just, you know, I'm taking it as it is. I'm not going to think too much of this. This is what was meant to happen. Uh, you know, I put in the rounds. I went to grappling tournaments. I, I made the weight. You know, that was a big thing for her in terms of going down to 115 pounds, uh, a weight class she should have been at this entire time. Um, she looks good. You know, I, I, I don't want to cap her ceiling or uh, discourage her too much because, who knows how far she can take this? You know, the power that she brings to this division is solid. Uh, if she can continue that, uh, continue sharpening the rest of her skills, who knows what the ceiling could be for Molly McCann. But big win for her, especially to pick up the first submission victory of her professional career all right let's talk about the props here real quick obviously mccann was a big favorite here at minus 260 she cashes that but via submission plus 650 nice and juicy there uh, round one plus 700 submission round one plus 1700 and then the under two and a half you know r.i.p to the women's mma over betters here as the under two and a half cashes here at plus 205 now that makes the underdogs uh, three and four on the night now. Molly McCann uh, getting another dub there for the favorites. Uh, but again, big win for Molly McCann. Big fan of hers. Well, not big fan of hers yet. I'm not a trail uh, jumping on the train just yet. But uh, she's slowly winning me over. I look forward to seeing what's next for her.
Chuck Buffalo, Charles Radke shows out as he gets the first round knockout over Gilbert Urbina in the last minute of the first round. Beautiful work by him, and it seemed like he was very much dialed in and locked in for this matchup, especially considering how unimpressed he was with himself in his UFC debut where he got the victory over Blood Diamond. That was a very slow and boring fight, but he made sure he brought it this time around and really just was methodical with how he stalked Urbina. Uh, He was able to stop the takedowns and then eventually find that big finish uh, near the ending of that first round by just putting a barrage of punches together and getting him out of there. Beautiful beautiful performance we know the guy is very outspoken his post-fight interview obviously hilarious asking uh daniel cormier if he was scared or uh you know um frightened by the thought of having charles radke on the mic mic one again once again but i'm glad regardless that he got the victory and in emphatic fashion as well let's look at the props here real quick plus 170 radke cashes for the underdogs once again that's now four and four in terms of four underdogs and four favorites winning on this card by knockout plus 600 for charles radke round one plus 750 throw those two together plus 1400 the under two and a half obviously cashes as well at minus 155 good snipe there for anybody on that and then lastly uh, a special prop here from FanDuel Radke to win in the fifth minute of round one plus 2700 gotta be a mystic mac type of level of a predictor there to be cashing that type of ticket but regardless shout out to anybody that got in on the money line even of the underdog here on charles radke let's see what's up next for chuck buffalo Alias Kab Kizriev and Mahmoud Muradov is unfortunately ruled a no contest due to an accidental eye poke on behalf of Kizriev. Now, Muradov, you could see the damage on his eye almost immediately as he, uh, you know, his eyes start shutting. And it was a pretty bad uh, eye poke after the re- uh, replay showed what it actually happened there. Um, very unfortunate. You know, a lot of people are looking forward to the return of Kizriev, who's been out of the cage for almost two years now. Uh, the guy looked in tremendous shape. He's a, a you know a solid middleweight that could potentially be making a run into the top five and this was a very pivotal pivotal matchup for him especially against a guy as experienced and talented as Muradov so very unfortunate hopefully they can give some time to Muradov to uh, heal up get back into shape and then put this fight back together again I thought it was the perfect matchup for both of these guys at this point in their career uh, but unfortunate hold up here in uh, both of their progressions in their career as this fight has been ruled a no contest very unfortunate the chalkiest favorite on the card comes through as natalia silva picks up the unanimous decision victory 29 28 on all three scorecards over viviani araujo number nine beats number seven you gotta believe that silva is starting to work her way to that top five a spot that she probably deserves to be now a lot of this fight was pretty much uh faced up against the cage here as Arujo was struggling to get the takedown here but she was expecting that her control time in the cage was enough for her to go out there and grind this victory out unfortunately for her she was eating big shots in between the moments up against the cage and ultimately the judges are now very much focused on damage over control and that's exactly what Silva was able to capitalize on when she was in open space but I got some big question marks about Silva moving forward against these better uh, opponents that she'll be facing as she 
continues to take steps up in competition. I do not like, well, first of all, I like her lateral movement. I love the, her ability to just stay out at distance and keep skirting from side to side. But she has this issue in terms of always backing herself up into a corner. She moves side to side, but then her opponents can easily cut off the cage where she's content with just staying on the outside and potentially getting pushed up against the cage. Better wrestlers and better grapplers are going to be able to keep her there, land damage, and then eventually land a takedown, which will make it harder for Silva to get off on her style, which is lateral movement and distance striking. But it prevailed for her this time around as she was able to get the victory over the aging Viviani Araujo, but it will be a problem for Silva as she continues to march forward to that top five. Regardless, she gets the win and a birthday present in the form of a win and both of her paychecks. Happy birthday, Natalia Silva. Let's quickly talk about the props or spots that ended up hitting here. Not too much. Uh, no plus money. Silva, minus 350 cashes via decision, minus 130. That was her most likely path to victory as well. And then the over two and a half at minus 310. Good win for Silva. I can't wait to see what's next, but she has to sharpen up a couple of things if she hopes to one day become the UFC flyweight champion. Just over halfway through the first round, Randy Rude Boy Brown lands the pivotal shot to end the fight against Muslim Salikov as he gets his hand raised by knockout. Now, if you guys remember, this was a matchup that was scheduled to take place a couple months back, but one of them, I believe, caught pneumonia and was forced out of the fight, I believe, even on the day of the fight. But I was glad that they were able to put it back together, and Randy Brown was able to showcase why he was such a big favorite in that matchup. I believe on the first matchup, they were actually minus 280 uh, the odds for Randy Brown, and I believe this time around, they closed closer to uh, minus 230. Uh, actually, I'm actually going to be correcting myself here. I saw them at minus 230 earlier this year. They closed at minus two uh, this week, not this year. Um, it's been a long night, can you guys tell? Um, but he actually closes as minus 275. So good one for him. He shouts out and calls out the top 15, top 10. Believes he's uh, deserving of that ranking. And I think he could be, depending on the matchup that they give him. And hopefully that's what they end up giving him next. All right, let's quickly look at the props that ended up hitting here. Randy Brown, money line minus 275. The chalk comes through via knockout plus 550 round one plus 600 round one by knockout plus 1500 and then one of these special fan duel props randy brown to win in the fourth minute of round one cashes at plus 1700 this was the type of performance randy brown needed after his last fight so i'm glad that he was able to show up and show out let's see what they put forward for him next time out hopefully it's somebody with a ranking beside their name it was an absolute brawl, but Hanato Moicano gets his hand raised over Drew Dober via decision. Now, it was a close fight in certain parts until Moicano was able to secure the takedowns and get that top position, control time, threatened with a couple submissions, nothing super tight, but was still able to land good enough damage from that top position that the judges saw the fight in his favor. Things got a little sticky for him in the stand-up realm as Dober was able to land some big shots, but luckily, uh, a, a, a uh, a mistake from Dober in that third round of Lan Moicano to get that top position and grind out the rest of the fight. Beautiful performance from Moicano. The guy loves to get finishes, but he also likes to have entertaining fights, and that's exactly what he ended up having this time around. Still got his hand raised. Uh, manages to build off that victory over Brad Riddell from before his ACL injury. Um, the guy's getting some momentum going right now in the lightweight division. Look out for what he's going to do. But just when you thought he's unable to... Uh, 
uh, top his previous um, uh, post-fight speech uh, when he had over Bro- Brad Rudell. The guy goes out there and does it once again uh, with DC and doesn't even let DC really get much of a word in. He already knows where he wants to stay. It rolls off the tongue for him very easily here. Um, you know, the, the, the guy reminding people to subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. So shout out to the Money Moicano uh, channel. I thought they would have announced him or at least uh bruce buffer would have announced him as a hanato money moicano so hopefully that's something they can get changed for the next time around but great win for moicano very difficult fight but still ends up getting the win bruised and bloodied as he was all right let's look at some of the odds that hit here for this matchup moicano uh heavy action coming in on him uh later in fight week he was minus 140 closer to the beginning of the week and closes as a minus 190 favorite on the decision line, plus 360. Again, a lot of people expected this fight to finish inside the distance. The over was even set at one and a half, which cashed at minus 110. But it's ultimately the fight going to decision and Moicano getting his hand raised by decision. Phenomenal fight. If it wasn't going to be a finish, it was more than likely going to be exactly what we saw that night uh, or, or just now. Uh, big win for Renato Moicano. Nasardini Mavov gets his hand raised by majority decision over Roman Delize. Now, we had a 49-44, 48-46, and 47-47 scorecard, all due to the point taken away from uh, Imovov. I believe it was in the third round after he had head kicked uh, Roman Delize, who had his hand down. And I can't wait to talk about that aspect of this fight a little bit more uh, after just talking about Imovov here. But, uh, you know, very pedestrian uh, performance from both guys. You know, Delize was happy to just cage clinch and not really work too hard for a takedown. It seemed like some maybe he was still stung from the first round and really couldn't get his legs under him. And that's why it was difficult for him to really get much going or any offense going. It seemed like any uh, anytime these guys were uh, broken apart, uh, they were swinging leather at each other until Delize decided to uh, get the clinch going again but anytime they were at distance it was clear that Imovov was the cleaner striker he was landing the shot straight down the pipe that was getting the better of Roman Delize solid performance from Imovov but still a little bit uh, discouraged um, not impressed by his performance overall given the fact that it seemed like he was uh, accepting the cage clinch and the cage push. There were even some instances later on in the matchup where Delize seemed like he was clearly slowing down and Imovov was hurting him, but was willingly engaging in the clinch with him, which ultimately allowed Delize to reverse him and push him up against the cage. Luckily for Imovov, uh, there wasn't much damage from the Delize side, which allowed Imovov to get off on more damage and eventually get his hand raised. Now, what I want to touch on in regards to the point being taken away, there were a couple times in that fight where Delize was playing the game by touching the ground and not touching the ground which made it difficult for Imovov to figure out if he could kick him to the head or knee him to the head or anything like that and that's the reason why it's so important that the new rule that's being passed by I believe Andy Foster head of the California State Athletic Commission who's looking to get that voted in where that uh, that a um uh, a fighter will need to have more than just their hands or feet on the ground so they can no longer play that game. It's either going to have to be an elbow, a thigh, their butt, uh, an elbow, um, their knee, all of that stuff. Like Something has to be on the ground other than the hands. So I know Delizia was playing that game essentially because he was trying to figure out if he could roll for a knee bar. That's one of his favorite moves. 
but it also causes confusion for the referee and the rule set altogether if he continues to just, you know, okay, I'm going to keep my hand up now. I'm going to get, oh, you know what? Now my hand's on the ground. So I'm glad that that fight happened, especially on the heels of the whole Movzer Ivloyev fight uh, with Arnold Allen, how that came to uh, fruition as well, but also uh, the California Athletic California State Athletic Commission looking to try to rectify that situation so we can have some more action in those weird stalemate moments. Very uh, happy to hopefully see that come into play by the end of the summer if it all gets passed at the ABC meetings this summer. But all in all, Nasruddini Mavov gets his hand raised, like I said, by majority decision. Let's look at some of the odds that hit here. Uh, Imovov, straight up money line, minus 165, comes through by decision at plus 260. And then the over 2.5 comes in at minus 165. Over betters, myself included, I had it as a small spot here. Um, not as an official play, but just as a, you know, I want to have some action on the main event. And that was a spot that I looked in on. It was sweaty early, but uh, luckily we were able to catch that. And it actually ended up going the full 25 minutes. All right, quickly putting a bow on the card here. Favorites went eight and four. There was a solid run of underdogs hitting uh, on the prelims, but it seems like on the main card outside of Charles Radke, all the favorites went out there and did their thing. Now, my performer of the night, it was a tough one to go with, but I think the one that sticks out to me the most and kind of is winning me over as a fan is Molly McCann. You know, it was a great uh, performance from her in terms of throwing big shots and showcasing that she she could actually have some good um, performances at 115 pounds. I get it. She was a big favorite over a fighter she's already defeated in the past. But it's not just her performance. The fact that she was able to get the finish and was clearly seeking the finish. But also her demeanor after the fact as well. So it seems like she knows. Like She started off her post-fight interview by apologizing to the UFC and the fans and to herself for letting the 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 shine and all of the popularity get to her and she seemed to have humbled herself and now we see her you know very humble and just not getting too overexcited and taking a replica belt and marching around the cage with it like uh, it was very nice to see of molly mccann to really just tone things down and show off in terms of her performance as well which is why she was my performer of the night there you guys go. UFC Vegas 85 just wrapped up. Uh, the UFC uh, road to UFC card is about to kick off at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm hoping I can squeeze this out before uh, that card actually kicks off. Uh, appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the support. Drop your comment below in terms of how you did on the card as well as who you think the performer of the night is. Uh, and we are back in business on Monday for the UFC Vegas 86 Full card breakdown, which I am pretty much already done, but we'll still be dropping on Monday. Um, yeah, another middleweight headliner there between Jack Hermanson and Joe Pfeiffer. All right, see you guys on Monday. Peace.